0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello there welcome to the ibrox for your sunday night's a sunday session my name is scott patterson if you're joining us on your Sunday evening, wherever you are. Thanks for taking time out to to join us to speak about the Rangers tonight. Um, We're live across YouTube and Facebook. Don't forget, if you're not following us on any of our social media channels, and you can, you can get us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're on Threads, if you remember Threads. Um, We also do TikTok as well for the young team. And speaking of the young team, you'll be able to see from both of my contributors tonight that none of us, myself included, can be considered as part of the, the young team. Joining us from Texas is Craig Hart. Hi, Craig, how are you? Very well, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So soon. And Shaf <laughs> from London, who, you listen, you're not in the young team either, mate. You definitely are not. Uh,
1: no, far from it. I don't think I was ever in the young team, <laughs> uh, ever in my life, but certainly not now. I, I hasten to say, I don't even want to tell my age because uh, it's going to be people off.
0: Listen, it's good to see you both. I really appreciate you coming on on the pod tonight. We're going to speak about a huge week for the football club, of course, BSV Angle over midweek and then the small matter of the, the introductory old firm tie of the season next weekend. We can speak quite freely about Yanis Hadji leaving the club now. He's left on loan today. We'll do a bit about Glenn Kamara, who I think will be quite close behind him out the door at some point during the week to Leeds. We will do a little bit about the the finances that are going to be involved around the Champions League and Europa League stuff. It's very much your sort of um, your time. We will look forward to hearing what you've got to say about that, and we will review the Dundee game, the, Sorry, Dundee game, the Ross County game from yesterday um, up at Dingwall. Before we got to that, I should say that today I was at the Rangers women's team game at Broadwood. They finished one each with Glasgow City today um, as a. An appetizer for you, Claire Gemmelt and Lauren McKenzie and I will be restarting the the monthly women's pod this week. We will get something probably recorded before the end of the week and out to you at some point over the weekend. Really looking forward to that and really pleased to welcome Claire back to the team and indeed introduce Lauren to you all over the next week or so. So lots to go, lots to discuss. And Craig, we will start off with you, Ross County, yesterday. um, Team lines come out. And there's a guy who's starting up front called Kemar Roof. What's the minute you seen him starting so randomly? What did you think? Is he fit? <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> the first thought. Um, no, I was happy to see him, Scott. And uh, I, I think he always affects the game. So um, I think it was a good game to bring him back. Uh, you know, every game's important for us right now. Um, obviously still trailing, um, albeit not by that much anymore after this weekend. But uh, I always thought Kamar was going to go on the score sheet if he's starting or uh, coming on with a decent amount of game time to play. So I was happy to see him. I think take away his injury problems, he's potentially be the best striker at the club. I think he was that before we brought in the new guys. Um, time will tell if the new guys can take up that mantle or not. But I was happy to see him there. And, um, yeah, uh, that, I think that answered
0: the question. Saf, you know the thing that gets me about Kemar Roof is that, and I, I agree with Craig. I, I think he can be one of the, I think he's arguably the, the, the deadliest striker at the club from a from a technique and an ability perspective. And we say that maybe without properly seeing Cyril Dessers and, and Danilo just yet. However, um, isn't it sad that this guy's legacy now is the first thing you think? And Craig's absolutely right, and I totally I get, I get this and associate with it. You're just hoping he gets through the ninety minutes or however long as he plays. And do you know what I mean? I joked on our agenda that do you know what I mean? One of the things we should be surprised at is that he never came down the road in a bus with a moon boot on. And do you know what I mean? You mean it facetiously, but Saf, you're very aware that it's determined his career a little bit. At Ibrox hasn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean absolutely, Scott. It's quite funny because it's like uh, it's like a new signing, isn't it? Uh, joining us uh, this season again uh, at the start of the season, and you're right. Every time he goes down. Uh, whether it's an innocuous uh, injury or, or a foul or whatever, he's worried like this guy's he's going to get stretched off, he's going to come off because you've got that kind of uh post traumatic stress disorder, haven't you? With him, <laughs> uh, that's not going to go away anytime soon unless he like has a run of 20 games or something. Uh, and so that's why to, to answer your question as well, Scott, I was very surprised, I was like shocked why is it why is he starting, especially, I guess, away from home, and um, you know. Um, tough tough surface perhaps as well uh, you know tough ground and so on but uh, credit to the manager obviously he knows best who's yeah. who's who's up for it or or who's fit and so on he did that and, and it proved to be right but certainly it was a, it was a concern fingers crossed he said himself he he came out of it uh, unscathed and, and is looking forward to the, the next one this is start of something fingers crossed.
0: So I will come back to his both a little later on. John Beer has jumped in on the on the YouTube channel tonight and he said that he should probably start next week against Celtic. I think that may happen. However, as the night goes on and we get closer to discussing what's exactly happening next weekend, um, I will I'll give you the opportunity to say whether you will indeed start Kemar Roof next week in a three or a two up front or whatever floor will be yours. Um, I think the other headline probably from the, the sort of weekend game yesterday, Saf, was John Lundstrom coming in and Ryan Jack being rested. Obviously, I would imagine um, with uh, the, the trip to Holland in mind that I have to say, I felt John Lundstrom put himself about really well yesterday. I thought, I think Ian Mitchell jumped into the WhatsApp group and suggested it was like seeing the, the Europa League Lundstrom yesterday. I thought he fared quite well in Dingwall yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, yesterday was a quite a tidy match, wasn't it? Apart from the first 10 minutes... When there's yeah. a few strayward passes and misplaced passes and whatever, uh, getting to the rhythm of it, Lundstrom amongst the rest of them played well, uh, kept composure, was okay uh, in that context. Nothing spectacular, but nothing disastrous either. Uh, that that we've seen in terms of some of his poor performance of, of late. So yeah, again another positive from yesterday. Um,
0: copy. Has, has jumped on roof's ability to adjust his body and positions to score while holding off a player, and I, I think it's a great shout, we obviously took the lead um, 21 minutes in, Craig has left, I assume he will come back and um, there was a couple of headers between the start of the match and us taking the lead, and um, Dessas has two really good headers, sort of back to back all within the space of a couple of minutes, and he should really get, um, I would argue he should probably score with one of them, to be perfectly honest with you, which brings you on to the Desser's finishing debate, which I don't think is one for now, but the Cubby's point about the goal that um, Kemar Roof does score, I think is absolutely right. I don't think there's anyone that we have in the squad just now. Hi, Craig, welcome back. I don't think there's anyone that we have in the squad just now that is capable of scoring that goal in such a... a, I mean, he's actually... He's behind the centre half when he makes contact with the ball to to score. It's a remarkable goal for, for a guy who's got such little game time, Craig, to, to score it. It was just, it was a really impressive sort of first half for Kemar Roof yesterday.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, when the goal went in, I, I, seeing it live from, you know, kind of the main camera angle, I, I, it was like, everyone was kind of shocked that the ball was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the first reaction. And it really took a replay for me uh, to really see what happened. I, I don't know what part of Kamar's body connected with to go in. So... Yeah. Uh, Just remarkable technique, just that predatory instinct that all, you know, top strikers have and uh, getting on the end of it, uh, 1-0, you know, I thought we started quite poorly, I don't know if you even got onto the game, we gave the ball away, uh, maybe, you know, three, four, five times in the middle of the park in the first half, which is, uh, sorry, in the first 10 minutes, which is Kind of pet peeve of I mine mean, against better teams will punish you in those positions, right? Yeah. So uh, especially with you know a better team in mind midweek. So, um, but you know we came onto a game. Um, but Kamar's goal definitely kind of got us going, and then I think momentum took us to uh, you know second. And I think uh, Desso's missed a couple of good heading chances as well. He, he you know, uh, he's got to do better. Maybe three of them by the end of the game. He's got three chances with his head so but um, you know he's still building confidence and learning the system and uh, so he'll come
0: good I'm sure he will Ryan Nugent who's watching on um, YouTube tonight hi Ryan thanks good evening welcome Um, similarities to Roof's goal to the one that Morelos had this last season the Celtic at Celtic Park. he's absolutely spot on and I completely forgot all about that but he's he's absolutely right that was the the goal that Morelos I think it was um, the the boy Johnston he just muscled them off the ball yeah. Um, sheer power on on Morelos's part, um, and yeah. so I think maybe the only difference was that the Kemar Roof I think is is effectively airborne for for the goal he scores yesterday. It's a really impressive strike, and I say, or as I say, rather, you're talking about a guy who's missed so much football and he's playing with he's playing with new players. I mean, when you think about when when I mean Roof's last start was in April 22, which is incredible. Do you know what I mean? Well over a year ago. Um, and for him to come in and, and really play the way he did yesterday, I, I thought was really impressive. And I think from a, from a perspective of um, you know, the focus at the moment is on the strikers and the, the three positions that were playing up front and, do you know what I mean, how effective they're going to be, um, how potent they're going to be in front of goal, how offensive they're going to be. Um, for as long as one of them plays and continues to score, I... I genuinely think will be okay. Dessers is is getting in the right positions. He will come good. He'll be absolutely fine. Kemar Roof, I think, is a is a different story because what you're looking for ultimately in the first instance is for him to have a run of games. It's really important. A run of games will hopefully bring goals um and we hope that um he can add to something this um, coming weekend. JB Oh, he's one for rubbing and he? he's watching from sunny cyprus great show boys thank you jb hope you go well and you have a really good holiday wherever it is you are in cyprus you uh, it's day. not as sunny as it is here
2: jb so i've got, got you beat
0: <laughs> listen um as so often as we say on on this podcast every so often we just leave it up to james tavernier to do what james tavernier does and um I've been critical of him on this podcast in the past. I think many of us have. Craig, I know you have. Saf, I believe you have on occasion as well. Um, the goal he scores at the weekend is absolutely faultless from start to finish. Collects the ball in his own half, intercepting a stray Ross County pass, and he just he glides and he glides. If memory serves me right, he's jostled by one of these centre halves, and he manages to get out of his feet and his effort to curve it right into the high corner of the goal um, was really something else. Craig, I'll come to you first because I know that you and I, as I, as I say, we've both been critical of James Tavernier previously. Yes. Some, isn't it?
2: Oh, listen, if Jude Bellingham did that against the Ross County of La Liga or, or whoever Yanis is signed for, <laughs> you know, that video is going viral, right? Um, but it's, you know, as against Ross County, so it won't. Yeah. I mean that's we know Tavernier is capable of that going forward. He's he's magnificent, he's some athlete. Um, you know, he's got some wand of a right foot on him. Uh, I don't think any of us were surprised to see Tav doing that. Um, but like I said, you know, we have been critical of him. But I think what I'll say to that point, Scott, is is that both can be true. You know, yeah. especially the captain, you know, I've got I got pelters for slating the captain when he put in a bad performance. He should be the first person to be slated if uh, we put in a bad performance, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I've slated Barry Ferguson, Lorenzo Amoruso, Richard Goff, albeit very few times. <laughs> um, and so I think both are true. It's just honesty. It's accountability. I think he does have massive defensive shortcomings. we we'll have to look at the last game against PSV, where he gets sucked in for the equalising goal. Ryan Jack can get across the cover. That's the problem. It's reoccurring. And you know, over the last two seasons, we've leaked so many goals because of it. On the flip side, we don't get to a Europa League final without a right back that's playing out of skin and contributing to goals in their attacking performance. So it's that Jekyll and Hyde conversation, but both can be true. And I hope I don't come to uh, criticism of them anytime soon this season, but you know, um, the likelihood is we might so. But what a strike! I mean, going back to the game yesterday, I mean, just uh, the replay. I think it was the last replay. It all seems to be the last angles, the best one, and it just no keeper in the world saving that. It was just perfect. Like, like Seema's one the other night, uh, just postage stamp, as you say. So yeah, tremendous, good stuff.
0: Saf, um, and one of the things that I think Tavernier is 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 getting at the neck, and Robert Carmichael. Hi, Robert. And um, one of the questions you asked is, do we think that the the criticism? of him is justified. I think that one of the things I think we're now beginning to see, and I think we've seen it in the last couple of weeks, actually, is that they are slowly but surely coming around to the way that Michael Beale is looking for them to to play. Previously, they went from not being so advanced under the sort of previous manager, Giovanni. Michael Beale comes in and he's looking for them to play in the same way they played previously under Giovanni. I think it's taken them a little bit of time to just get into that mindset of playing so advanced and being almost the main outball on either side. Bor I think, is a is a prime example of how how he's changed his game. He's in a great run of form. Um I said on BBC's Scotland yesterday on Sports Sound that I felt that he's someone that's really benefited from Michael Beal coming in and do you know what I mean just letting Borna play. Everyone really expected Ridvan to be the first choice left-back this season. There's no danger that Ridvan should play left-back at the moment ahead of Borna Barisic because he's playing out his skin. He's playing absolutely fantastic and one of the main reasons is he's been given that freedom to get up and down his final ball is probably as good as anyone else he's in the country and we're seeing it now. Um, we need to see that. Not that same from Tav because I think Tav's offering us loads more in, in various different areas. The goal yesterday um, as, a, as a prime example of that. It was really some effort, wasn't it? I, I actually thought Calf played quite well yesterday too.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just to add to that, Scott, um, you know, it was a great goal, wasn't it? I mean, Tav's done that so many times, whereas a free kick um, coming out and scoring at pace, uh, yesterday's was another example. But again, similar to what Craig is saying, you can kind of criticise him on the defensive side because that's valid as well. He's 31 he's not going to get any faster uh, we know there's going to be a drop off of pace where that happens the big call for Michael will be or any Rangers manager is uh, when do you look at that side of the defense and change it and and and, and not not keep him on too much as perhaps uh, Michael or others have been guilty of keeping other players in, in position when they should have been left, maybe a year ago. You know, we've got some. I'm sure we can. We've talked about examples in the past. So that that's the big call to make, whether that's this year or next season. But Tav does give you that. Yesterday, no other player would have scored that uh, type of goal coming forward. That interception. You know, taking it all the way up to to the, the length of the park. You can argue the Ross County defence kind of sat back, but you understand why they sat back as well because they were. Obviously, there was a net ball there as well that potentially could have happened. So, uh, and he, he placed it in the net. It was a beautiful goal. Um, and yeah. you, know, you know, to have to have do that, what can you do? Hats hats off to him. You've got to just applaud that kind of skill. Yeah.
0: So two nothing at, at half time. Just before half time, I have to say a special nod to to Sam Lammers, who I think has been given a bit of a tough sort of trek on it since since he's arrived in Glasgow. And sometimes he hasn't played well. I think you're seeing him, if he's coming in from the right-hand side, I think he looks really quite dangerous. Had a really good effort right in the stroke of half-time, and, and Ross Laidlaw, the Ross County goalkeeper, made a really, really good save. It was creeping right in the top corner, and, and, and he done well to, to sort of cling it away. Um, listen, I've said before that big moments in big games can really affect what we do. Ross County came out the second half, and Jordan White, who so often scores against Rangers, everyone knows he's a huge Rangers fan, and regularly um, he scores against us, has a wonderful chance right at the start of the second half and probably should hit the target, to be perfectly honest with you. Shortly after, Jack Butland has to make a really good save. Craig, Butland, I, I, I'm absolutely of the opinion that he's been the most important signing we've made of the summer. We all know that the um, the other guys that have, been, that have came in for decent wards of cash here, Lowes has came in for decent money, Deshurst has came in for decent money. Butland comes in for nothing to replace big, big gloves, like it or not, and however you think Alan McGregor's last season at the club was or was not, Butland comes in to replace those big gloves. He's really doing it for me so far.
2: Yeah, you asked me two weeks ago who you've been impressed most by, we're still kind of just getting over a pre-season, and the answer was Butland, and I I just think he's just hit the ground running, no pun intended, albeit he's a goalkeeper, but... He just feels so much more comfortable, don't you? Especially at set plays. I mean, you know, he comes for the ball. I think he came for the ball once yesterday, right at the end of the game and missed it, right? So there was not 100% perfection. But I think that's the first time we've seen him do it at the jersey. Yeah. Every other time, it's just been, just shut it down, hasn't he? he just came and got the ball and, and that's it. Dealt with and I think it inspires confidence with the guys playing in front of them because you know, I had John Suter as my man of the match yesterday. I thought Connor was tremendous, you know, with that, the ginger hammer thrower up front for uh, Ross county <laughs> putting himself about, right? So, um, I, butlin's been awesome. Uh, we couldn't have asked for a more terrific replacement for McGregor, um, and and it just continues that great Rangers tradition of having fantastic goalkeepers. And uh,
0: so he's, he's been brilliant. Yeah. You know, as, as you're absolutely right. He, there was a couple of moments even um, in the midweek past there um, against Eindhoven. And he, he was just, he was coming to just claim balls. I think it was one that he came right out. To, he was almost an 18 yarder and he's claiming the ball, but he's claiming it with confidence. He's not coming out and looking shaky or he's coming out to punch that he's coming out and you, you can almost imagine him saying, like, I'm coming to get this ball and I'm going to wipe all yous out for half day. but I know it's my ball and I'm going to come and take it. Um, and you're absolutely right. It must breed a, a confidence into the four that are playing ahead of them, or a three, yeah, however that's going to, going to work out moving forward. Um, Saf, we, we sort of huffed and puffed a little bit in the second half yesterday. And one thing that I think Michael Beal may be a bit disappointed about um, is just the general ruthlessness of guys like um, Sima, Matondo forces a really good save out the goalkeeper, Sima then has another chance shortly after. Um, It it could quite easily have been four or five nothing yesterday. Those little moments where um, we're maybe not being as ruthless in front of the goal that we could be and you you don't want to think could be the difference between now and the end of the season but big picture and goals will effectively win your championship. So you will be wanting to see um, a better buildup of goals, I suggest, from the strikers.
1: Absolutely, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying, I think, uh, as we said, um, you know, there's a couple of uh, desserts misses in the, in the first half, then the second half as well. We kind of kind of tailed off a bit, wasn't it? The kind of game was essentially won. Uh, a couple of things I would say, firstly, it was good to have that clean sheet. I think that's important as well. And again, yeah. what, what you guys have just said, uh, but then, if it's inspiring confidence in me, having watching it, you know, having that goalkeeper coming out for crosses, you know, you know, being decent on his feet, no doubt, clearly the defences is being inspired or, or having that confidence as well going forward. And along may that continue. Um, yeah, we need to score more goals. I'm sure that will come um, over time, as well as the team kind of gels and gets to grips. Another thing that I noticed yesterday, certainly for for me anyway, was. See if White has scored. And that was the kind of game that would have been a 2-1 maybe last season. I would have been nervous uh, 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 saying, oh, gosh, we're going to lose this one or draw this one. It didn't happen, clearly. Um, you know, we we, we, we you know, saw it out at 2-0, uh, you know, a good win. We still got a decent goal difference still early in the season, and long may that continue. But you're right. I think we will get more ruthless. The team seems to be uh, on an interesting trajectory. And I think that, that's important to, to see that. And I think uh, um, see the positives in that, absolutely.
0: Craig, one of the things that um, we saw last week, which I think was was really, really exciting, and Michael Beale indeed referred to Tom Lawrence as potentially being a starter. Uh, I think taking into account his um, his experience at the club so far, probably his age as well, to be perfectly honest with you, Um it was really good to see him come off the bench and get some game time he obviously scored for the b team against hamilton during the week really good goal very clever goal and um, but it's just building up do you know what i mean tom lawrence included are just building up to a point where with two huge games coming this week which everyone knows about we have a fully fit squad to pick from um and michael beale must be thinking well i've got my work cut out and trying to pick my 11 best players for this these next two games oh i tell you
2: scott nobody was happier than me to see tom lawrence come off the bench yesterday i I think he is a wonderful football player i was gutted when he got injured last season i just thought he brought something to our midfield that we hadn't seen in a long time um the sooner we can get back him back in the team and up to speed the better um tom lawrence has just got he's he's got a footballing brain um and he's still quick he, he can still get to things. Can, I was kind of went to see him yesterday and I was kind of half expecting when we seen Yanis Hadji come back in the team, maybe a yard off the pace of the game, you know, <coughs> a little bit of struggle. He looked fine to me. Um, so I don't know if he's ready to be thrown back in. Uh, we bring him in on appearances off the bench and then get him in the team. To me, he's got to be in that midfield at some point. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Raskin as a six and have Lawrence on the left and Suentes on the right. To me, okay. that... That's our ideal midfield. So um I, hopefully we see him sooner in the starting eleven rather than later, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's it's just it's just really good to have him back. I, I completely agree with you. I think he's a, he's a very, very special midfielder, technically as good as I think anyone else at the club, to be perfectly honest with you. And we've seen it you know we've seen him prior to him. To him um, being injured we, we we saw just how good he could be you know i i think about the the header that he scored um at easter road a, a bullet header and when you you know i mean you bring someone like him into the club i don't think you ever think for a second you're bringing him in for his heading prowess but it was just something they had to his game that i don't think anyone expected um and i actually agree i think him in a midfield alongside raskin and Sifuentes would be really quite exciting because we know what Raskin can do from that Harrier battling perspective. He will always look to get the ball. I think it would give Safferentes and Lawrence just freedom to almost do as they please. So I do hope we get the opportunity um, to see that. Saf, one of the things that, that Michael Beale did speak about um, yesterday in his, his press conference, he referred to John Lundstrom. Um, he was really pleased with his performance. And he he openly referred to how John Lundstrom done a lot of nasty things Dirty work yesterday up at Dingwall. And I think a lot of people have felt that John Lundstrom in this transfer window may have been one of the first to to disappear. Um as I said at the start of the show, I, I felt it was really good yesterday. And the fact that Michael Beale is picking up on it, and I know a lot of people think that Lundstrom is Beale's boy, I don't think that's the case. I think John Lundstrom is is a is a far better player than what many of the supporters are prepared to give him credit for.
1: Yeah, I mean, John Lundstrom, obviously, he's not had the the greatest of form, whether it was uh, last season or the start of uh, this season. Um, Would he be the starting 11 for for most Rangers fans going forward? I'm not sure. Um, I know from the past, from reading about him in the past, um, when he was down south, he did have kind of stop-start seasons where he came into form for 20, 30 games and then came out again, where that's a phase that he's just gone through and fingers crossed. Um, he'll he'll do well uh 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 john lundstrom on all working all gears all, all engines or whatever metaphor you want to choose it, it's a positive for rangers we'll win matches we'll close off games we'll we'll let him less goals. so um i get why michael would have said that you know just trying to give him a bit more confidence perhaps at, uh, in what is a very important uh seven eight days coming up um as well uh, for for him and the and the team as well Sure. If, I,
2: if I can just jump in there, John Lundstrom had a good chance yesterday. It felt him at the edge of the box, and we—that's where Lawrence comes in. We need a, a someone that can, you know, have an effort from long range, score goals from outside the box, gives defenders something to think about, opens up spaces in case he's going to do it. Yeah. John, if, if that was Lawrence or Ian Ferguson on the end of that uh, yesterday, <laughs> it's a goal. It's a goal for me. Um, it's teed up perfect, and he strokes it away. Yeah, but he didn't, he's claps it wide and that speaks volumes for me.
0: Yeah. No, I, listen, I, I think I, I think that's fair um, in the first instance. I just, I, I think what you're looking at is a guy who he's been much maligned and I, I, I know that we use that a lot as far as John Lundstrom's concerned, but um, I have to say, I do think the last few games where he's been asked to come in and do a job you, you couldn't argue that he's done that. He played well yesterday. When he came off the bench midweek, he was really good as well. And was one of the things that, that I really liked seeing on Wednesday was one of the things that he was clearly sent on to do was to keep the ball in the final third of the pitch. You could see him telling his teammates, you know what I mean, keep the ball up there, do you know what I mean, put the pressure on them defensively. Um and while I'm not convinced that you'll see him in, in Eindhoven um midweek. I think you've seen enough to maybe see that um, he could be he could be potentially involved as a bit part player, perhaps there and indeed again next weekend. So it'll be very interesting to see how Michael Beale continues to use John Lundstrom, particularly with with Jack being back and obviously being used sporadically because that's what we get with Ryan Jack, Raskin, who is has developed this ability to play a little bit more advanced. You know, I mean, we hear him, he's, he's a six, he's an eight. I tend not to deal with numbers. I just don't know what position he can play. Um, and I, I think in Nico Raskin, we've got a complete midfielder. I think he can do whatever he likes to do in the game, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but with Lawrence being back and Cifuentes also um, been around, it'll be really interesting to see how particularly those five are used moving forward. That's without bringing into, um, into, Mr, into Todd Cantwell. Into any consideration, who of course we can know, they can play that a little bit deeper. And um, Saf, we, we know it's a huge week for the football club, um, Champions League versus Europa League. And um, do me a little bit on finances, will you? And try and make it simple.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, keep it keep it straightforward. Uh, you're right, Scott. I mean, it's funny to see that what we're in 27th of uh, August, uh, second or third week of the season, and the next week could define our season essentially in some respects the next uh, two matches which is a bit weird thinking that considering we were at 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 the start of the start of uh uh, not even September yet um in terms of finances again rough numbers um as we know we had the Champions League last last year um and therefore Rangers posted record revenues on the back of that uh sorry on the back of the Europa League run so let's go back to that first of all so we are the Champions League uh when the results are out in a in a few months they'll probably be record again maybe closer to 90 100 million uh pounds of, of revenue so a big number uh from a, from a rangers context record in in, in in what they have uh so some champions league is important from a rough estimate champions league v europa league i think it's about 15 million gap of, of getting into the champions league and assuming you win some decent matches or get some points obviously there's this you get extra money for 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 the points and so on and also additional revenue because you're in the champions league you know tv rights and, and so on and sponsorship rights and whatever so this there's, there's a difference so uh wednesday's match is important and clearly it's important for the coefficient as well being in mind next season champions league is essentially our super league in all but name um as well so again big money next season Champions league just goes crazy in terms of money It's is roughly about a fifty million pound um Champions League entry point next season so half our money could come from um the cha- half our revenue sorry half our Rangers revenue next season could come from Champions League qualifying in itself never mind what else Rangers does uh in that league itself so it's very important Wednesday is a very very important match just like it was essentially this time last season going into it as well uh, so we shouldn't um have any doubt europa league as we know can be lucrative uh we saw that when we got to the to the final run uh, but that's all about getting a run beyond christmas into quarter one uh next year into kind of feb march next year and so on and that's not guaranteed Um uh, but still it's it's decent money as well you shouldn't um, be, be be um concerned about that but yeah champions league where it's happening I would like to think we should be in that group anyway, notwithstanding yeah. the fact that last year was a disaster when we got there. I think Golson made that point as well. Uh, he wants to kind of prove himself again, or prove the point that last year was an aberration as opposed to what what our our our, our standard is in in that kind of elite group. So uh, yeah, it's a very very important match. Uh, come for me, the most important of the two, but we can argue that point later on. But it's a very important match.
0: And Saf, so I'll stick with you because I'm really interested to know what you think about. We obviously know that the balance sheet and the finance people in and around the football club will probably be looking to get Champions League football, which we we know, and it makes a lot of sense why. Um, From a football perspective, do you have a preference? Would you like to see us go into the Champions League again for another crack at things, considering last season went so poorly, or would you be quite content with us to drop in the league and maybe compete at a level on Thursday nights again?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it's debated a lot in social media, Champions League, Europa League, what's our level? We get more points in the Europa League, more credibility. We won't lose as badly. For me, it's always about you want to get into the competition that you can get into, best of all, in the league yeah. competition. Whether you then get to, you know, third place and drop down, uh, you know, pre-Christmas into Europa League and so on, that uh, you can argue that, I, w- I would like to get into the Champions League you know, face the likes of uh, Arsenal, City or whoever's out there uh, and, and continue to try and improve uh, the players that we have, the club, the mentality to try and win these kind of matches or certainly be respectful in these kind of groups. And uh, that's the only way to do it, really, is, is my view.
0: Craig, there's a lot of nodding going on down there, my friend. What do you say? <laughs> I've
2: got to stay silent, so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, everything's absolutely. Um, I think... Not qualifying for the Champions League on Wednesday is a disaster. I, listen, shout at me all you want. It's a mindset thing, right? Nobody watches the Europa League over here, right? You want to talk about a, a North American perspective. Nobody nobody notices the Europa League. Nobody, right? We need to get the Champions League. A, hey, our rivals are in it, right? And we gave them a free ticket into the thing, which we yeah. should be dealing about, right? So we need to be in it. It raises our... Brand profile, so people are aware, new generation, because we've been away for a long time, knows who we are, knows how big a club we are. It's a mindset thing. I take it back to when Gerard came in the club. Did we have any expectations in Europa League whatsoever? No. And now we have these four expectations of, yeah, we should go and run the Europa League. Well, can't we show some progress and have the same belief that we can go and at least put a good showing in in the Champions League and build on it? Yeah. I think that's where we have to be. You know, Sas spoke about the revenue. That's, that is gold to us. We need to build on that. It attracts players because it raises our brand. Players want to come play for us because we're in the Champions League consistently. It's a no-brainer for me. I will be gutted if uh, we go out. Uh, I know I've heard the talk through other medians and whatnot about, you know, it's not a disaster if we drop in the Europa League. Yeah, in theory, it's not a disaster. For us, in terms of progression and our rivals being in the top league, we need to be in the Champions League.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm in a similar, I think I'm in a similar place. Do you know that we and, and I, there's a lot of scar tissue, and I'm going to say scar tissue, Tommy McIntyre, the, the managing editor of the Cybrox, I'll be delighted I've used that term, but there's a lot of scar tissue, I think, from last year and i know do you know what i mean we had games last year when we were playing with davis and arfield and sands and leon king was thrown in there and we had john mclaughlin playing in goals and i think we've now got a different setup we now have a a different team i i said yesterday that i feel more confident taking michael Beebles rangers to Holland than Giovanni van Bronckhorst's Rangers to Holland, and yet it was Giovanni van Bronckhorst's Rangers that got us in the Champions League. Um, so I'm i am very... I'm, I don't want to say I'm easy-ozy about it, but I almost am. I would love to see us in the Champions League again. I would love us to come out of Port 3 at the end of this week, where we a really tidy draw and, and sorry, a, a couple of games to look forward to. Importantly... I would like the draw to be kind to us that if we do get in there, that we have a chance to go for second or third, however you want to want to crawl. Um, but I I, I really would um I'd like I'm greedy. Do you know, I am greedy? I would like us to get in the Champions League, but I don't think it's a huge disaster, Craig, if we were to drop in the Europa League. But I take your 100 percent about um the aspirations when Gerald was around, we would never have thought about the Europa League being something that we would go for or, or be keen to progress in or anything like that. And um, Just out of curiosity, and do you know what I mean? Um, I, I have said I'd do forecasts for, for the week later on. I'll do it right now. Um, your mindset for, for PSV Eindhoven as it stands right now, um, what, what are you thinking? Do you think
1: we can do it midweek? you yes, asking me score?
0: Craig. I know. I was
2: going to. Oh, me, sorry. Yes, I think we can. Um, you know, I think uh, we've had a stutter start to the season. There's no doubt about it. But I think we've taken a lot of confidence in our first showing against PSV. I think we can build on it. Um, I think we had a few players maybe not firing on all cylinders um, you know, Sifuentes comes to mind if we can get him going, he could be a problem, so I, I, yeah, we have to believe that we can go in and do it, we, I also I think going back to saying that it's a mindset thing I think it is in this picture as well, we seem to be a real bogey team for PSV And, you know, I watched uh, Peter Bosch's press conference after the first leg there, and he was getting slated by the Dutch media. I mean, really hounded. You know, he's got a good poker face, Peter Bosch. He's no doubt a good manager. I I actually had a a shout for him uh, when we were looking for a manager. But, uh, you know, he was getting hounded. So make no mistake, the pressure will be on PSV to... Rid themselves of this Rangers curse that is upon them. When we need, we need to capitalise on that, and so we need to we need to be at it from the off. And if we are, I think we can get in their heads, and we have, you know, a lot of attacking threat. Um, so we just need, as you said earlier, Scott, one of them at the back of the net, and it's game on. So yes, I
0: think we can do it. Saf, same question to you. Do you fancy us in midweek?
1: yeah I mean like Michael said at the end of the first leg it's basically a shootout away isn't it you know yeah. it's not from my understanding it's not that intimidating a stadium overall so um you know winners takes all you win the match you know you get to Champions League and um, whether you do that in extra time you know or penalties or whatever who cares um okay we won it last year if I remember from last year they had a lot of chances away from home that they missed. They should have won by two, two or three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we got lucky, you can argue, um, uh, uh, in the end. But still, I think this is, a, as, as you said yourself, Scott, earlier on, um, this is a probably a better team than last year, probably better coach than than what we've got from, from last year um, going into it. Um, so you fancy your chances. It's a 50-50 game. You fancy your chances of of getting it through. Um, with that, and also uh, it's helpful for me uh, knowing that these players did it last year in a kind of similar setup draw. Then, then you know, winning away, um, and then they know how to do it. So with that kind of mentality as well, fingers crossed. Where it goes to extra time, where it goes to penalties, God forbid. Uh, I think we can do it, uh, and and have that consistency. And as Craig said, have that mentality. And I think he made an important point that I, I, I missed. The, the other guy the other side have got Champions League so if you want to continue to match that uh, and money money talks players quality of players and um, you know league points or whatever we need to get into that uh phase and, and it will set us back uh albeit not not majorly but still a setback if we if we don't get that so fingers crossed we get there and I'm hopeful I'm hopeful I think we've got a good mentality going into it from yesterday from last week we played well and um, michael's uh, got us set up well fresh players coming in that 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 we know about uh that we just talked about so i'm I'm confident without being like um you, you know you i'm weary about it as well but yeah fairly confident
0: you know i did say yesterday one of the things that um one of the things we spoke about in the podcast we spoke about it about pre-season when players were coming into the club um, and and you, you had much of the, the the newbies that were coming in were referring to the usually the presentation that Michael Beale done and the way that, that Michael Beale spoke to the, the new guys, how he was promoting the Rangers vision for, do you know what I mean, you Danilo to come to Glasgow, you Cyril Dexos to come to Glasgow, you Kieran Dowell come up the road to Glasgow and um, how he promoted that vision for these guys to come up and one of the things that he he used regularly to them was the the opportunity to, to play Champions League football and um, Kieran Dowell would never have got anywhere near Champions League football in his career unless he came up the road to Rangers, That I think that's really quite a fair assumption to make. Um, so all of these guys that that have that presentation in their mind and we're, we're, we're sorry, don't we really say fade it because it sounds like we're kind of spinning a yarn a little bit, but we're, we're giving that to, to encourage them to come up the road. Um, that's This is their opportunity. Wednesday night is absolutely their opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Michael Beale has has done his bit, if you like, by getting them up here. He's went and seeked out these guys and felt that they could come up here and do a job. It's a Champions League match It's a shootout, as you rightly say, Saf. It absolutely is that. Winner takes all, literally. Um, and I, I, I really hope that that whoever starts on Wednesday night really sort of takes the bull by the horns. John Weir sort of jumps in. Um, and this is something I thought we might have seen midweek, to be honest with you. Matondo starting. Um, I felt he would have started for his pace and his ability to get in behind the defence. Um, I thought he would have started at Ibrox. He Never. I think from what we've seen from him, um, there has to be a good chance, Craig Hartley, he has a chance of starting there on Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, I've seen John's comment before you even brought it up. And I was <laughs> thinking to myself, you know, first leg, I was crying out. Oh, let's take ourselves back to before kickoff on the first leg. We were really looking for a performance. I don't think anyone was really confident going into that game sure. and that changed completely after the game, right? I wanted Matondo in there because we talked about in weeks week previous how narrow we were and without pace and I thought, okay, Matondo's now fit. We've not replaced Ryan Kent and he's as close as we've got to him in terms of that type of player. Um, but that's why I'm not the manager. Michael Beale put him on as a substitute after their defence tired. And I think that allowed them the space to get in and get the goal. I'm still caught in two minds. He didn't play him uh, as a starter against Ross County. I don't believe he'll play him as a starter uh, on Wednesday either. I think he'll bring him on as an impact player as well. Because um, I think we've seen those two centre-backs. And, and again, going back to the Peter Bosch uh, press conference after the game, he says it's no secret that they're in for a centre-half. Um, so that might be a you know a, a weakness that can be exploited there, um, but I think he will wait until they tire, um, and I think. But who knows? Stranger things happen. But I think he'll have a part to play regardless. Matondo is just he's oozing confidence. You see me come on yesterday, so he'll have a part to play for sure. But um, I think if you were me me for a prediction, I think he's going to start the
0: bench. You know it's very interesting, Andrew Barkley, who, who joins from YouTube. Start Matondo as they will play a high line, balls over the top for Rabi to run onto, which I agree with. I yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah. And then Harry, who who jumps in with that, with a point that I almost all agree with. Um, he should come on as a sub on the mark when the teams are starting to tire out, and you're using his pace for exactly the same reason that Andrew's probably spoke about in in the first instance. So I think we will see Matondo at some point. Midweek, I'm absolutely certain of that, whether that's from the start, or halfway through or towards the end of the game. I do not know, but it'll be very interesting to see where his involvement is um, midweek in Holland. Saf, we learned today that janis Hadji has went to La Liga to Alaves, season-long loan. Um, I don't know if I'm disappointed, a little bit surprised. I thought that if he was going to leave, he would have went on a permanent deal and never to come back, and the message that he's posted on his Instagram tonight would suggest that he doesn't really have a huge intention of coming back. I think, unless I've read it wrong. Are you surprised that we've maybe not managed to find a position for Yanis Hadji this season?
1: Yeah, I'm actually. I thought. I mean, obviously we've got a big squad, Um we need to now do some exits after all those uh, uh, buying in the last kind of few months or so. So I am surprised that something permanent's not happened certainly in Europe for him. Maybe it's a strategy. Obviously, he's not played much. He's had that kind of season-long injury, horrendous injury as well. He's kind of come back into it mentality. He was playing well prior to that. Um, I mean, all know what he can do as well. So maybe this is a way to kind of win-win. He kickstarts his career, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a decent team across there in Spain. At the same time if he if he improves we might be able to sell him on a, a better valuation and perhaps now they've sounded out buyers for him and the valuations don't don't match or or it's kind of far sale just now so what's the point get him out and loan they pay his wages uh, we we didn't try and exit that um you, you know player maybe next summer for a for a better price. Okay.
0: okay he has got a couple of years left on his contract, I think even after this year. So it probably does make sense for Giannis Hadji to go out and get a bit of football, um, some regular 90 minutes, I would imagine. Um, I think from from my perspective, I just wondered if there was a chance that you would have seen him then, when you go back to the players that play in the positions he does, Cantwell, Lammers, Lawrence, he's not going to get his game. Um So I think it makes sense for him to go out and maybe get some 90 minutes. And then if he does come back next summer, then that's a separate conversation. Because if he's went and played to the ability that everyone, I think, understands that he has and the ability that sort of caused us to go and bring him into the football club in the first place, um, I don't think there's any doubt. The discussion is different at that point. But at the moment, I think it's important that Haji goes and gets football with a bit more regularity.
2: Yeah, I think two points on this, Scott. The first is that Michael Beal... He's a good egg, Michael Booze. Like you just know, he's a good man. I think he cares for the player and the boy. Um, he's been very honest with them. He says, "You've been a year out. You know, that's a, that's a I can't guarantee you a starting position on a player that's been out for a year." Uh, so I think he cares about the player, and he's allowed him to make his decision and put his options out front of the table. I think the loan move's a good one. Um, I think it's probably Yanis' choice, right? Um, you know, I think you talked about Brand Hadji before. That's That carries some weight behind it. I think he can do what he wants. And uh, he is making quite an astute move as far as I'm concerned. And I think it's a bit of a win-win because Yanis puts himself in the shop window in La Liga if he steps yeah. up and performs. Uh, if he comes back having a successful loan, he has a choice to make. Does... You know depends who's in for him at the time right but i think Seth uh, rightly outlined that his valuation could only go up rather than a fire sale so i uh, the way he posted his instagram message it suggested that he's not expecting to come back and be a rangers player yep. stranger things have happened um but i i certainly do rate Hadji. i think he's a massive talent it's just a timing thing We can't afford to take gambles on anyone right now. We've got a league to win. And uh, I think all in all, the right thing's being done. Uh, Good luck to him. I hope he does extremely well. And hopefully we get a good sell-on fee for him uh,
0: when we cross that bridge. He may not be the only one, of course, that departs this week. And indeed, I don't think he will be because... But at that stage of the season where it's you done the yellow tie and you're listening with Jim White's got to tell you, morning, noon and night, up until Friday night time. Um, Glenn Kamara, the, the the Leeds saga seems to be coming to an end, Craig. Um, and we know we're going to make a hefty profit on Glenn Kamara, which is fantastic. Um, anyone who's been into this is iBrox, WhatsApp, chat. Fortunately for many of you, you haven't. <laughs> um, but I would say that um, a lot of people will understand my sort of Thoughts on, on Glen Kamara when I say I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to say good riddance because that's really harsh, but I am I'm, I am glad that he's going away now and we are making money from him because I felt that um, we've not really seen the best of Glen Camara since his pals left a year or so ago, and that that sounds really harsh. I get that, I know that, um, but I think he's also one now, Craig, that needs to go and play football. I stole my line,
2: Scott.
0: Stole my yeah. line. <laughs> he went.
2: He went in a huff. Since uh, Joe Ebo left and, you know, his other pals, Uncle Jermaine and yeah, whoever else was in the, his wee group. And that's great, that's fine, I get it. Um, but, you know, we've seen this trend uh, of players coming in and kind of having that mentality of thinking they're bigger than the club at one point, you know, Morelos comes to mind. Um, so, listen, 50 grand, 50 grand, Glenn Kamara. I mean, if we get five and a half million or whatever, is that's a fantastic piece of business and that is the model in a nutshell that we wish to uh, execute as a club so I I was interested in hearing Michael Beale's comments on him he said when I came back to the club I started him you know that's how highly I rate Glenn he's a Finnish international he's a starter but just for whatever reason can't get back into the first team Um, I think he's He's been tapped elsewhere for quite a while now. I think his mind's elsewhere. So, you know, I have no harsh feelings. I think we've had terrific memories with Glenn. You know, I don't think Ennis will forget his goal uh, in the semi final, take his into the Europa League albeit Lindstrom get the winner. But um, we've seen some fantastic pieces of play for him over the years he's been here. Um, I think his time at Rangers has
0: come to an end. Good luck to him. Case closed. Saf Malky McClellan jumps in. Hi, Malky. Beal is always going to play his players first. I think what you're seeing just now is Michael Beal effectively clearing the decks of the players that he thinks he has brought in better quality now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a manager, you've got to be ruthless. There's no point trying to have favourites and holding on to them for whatever reason. Uh, You know, he's been given a job by the board, certainly over the summer, to do this. uh, you know exercise of uh, reconstructing a fresh team essentially and coming up with a plan he seems to have been backed well so he's now got to execute on that he seems to have done that certainly in the buying side now he needs to sell for me it's a shame if Glenn does leave and um, you know I suppose it's sentiment if nothing else you know you, you remember the 55 season and the way he played he was exceptional uh, and carried that team in some matches and it was just so good and it's just a shame that he's not had even a semblance of that kind of form over the last six, 12 months or so. Um, so maybe a fresh start, you know, you know, p- people, people move on. He's had uh, a good few years with us, you know, resurrect his career at Leeds. Uh, we'll do him well down south, you know, he's had his time here. We move on, we get a lump of money and we can reinvest that or use that um, elsewhere um, as well. Um, and, and you're right, Michael should play his players. Uh, and I think uh, uh, he should do more of that. He needs to be more ruthless because there's, there's a big squad there, so he needs to be much more ruthless in, in doing that.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with you. This will be an interesting week for players moving out, I think. Um, Listen, As far as Janis Hadji and Glenn Kamara are concerned, we wish them both um, the very best. Yeah. Of whatever they go to do next, I think we will see Hadji back. For How long, I don't know, um, but I, I think um, we, we make a good profit on on Glenn Kamara and we thank him for his time. Craig, um, due to the the difficulties in shark infested waters at the East End over the weekend, there's obviously a good chance that this time next Sunday we could be two points clear at the top of the league. And I can't let you both go tonight without getting your thoughts on the first old film game um of the season next Sunday. Um Craig they're in a bad way. They're in a bad way. They are not pals within the group. Um they are two main centre halves. Uh injured, um, I think we can quite confidently look at the game next week as winnable for Rangers at Ibrox. Yeah, long may that
2: continue. Um, I just, you know, obviously you've asked the question, my focus is solely on Wednesday. I think the result on Wednesday or the outcome on Wednesday can be quite important leading up to an old firm match. Um, I know these games tend to take care of themselves anyway, but I think, you know, we have only we can only go back a couple of games to rely on a confident performance. So it's that momentum that we need to keep building. Um, so that's going to be very important. But for the, the old farm game, you know, we couldn't ask for more favourable circumstances uh, going into it. N- no fans are theirs at stadium, injuries, bad form, bad result uh, before playing us. So no excuses from us. Uh, Michael Beals has got... To win the game we're at home uh, we beat them convincingly at home last time arguably a better more informed side so i'm expecting a rangers win regards to what happens on wednesday but i just think wednesday if we can get a result on wednesday we'll be flying and uh i think we'll, we'll murder them at ibix if that's the case Shark infested
0: Rogers. I have to say I quite like that one from William Brown. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks, William. Um Saf. Listen, it's very early on in the season. We will still go into that tie next weekend with um Celtic above us in the league. Um, but there is no doubt that we can go into the tie. And you know, for what it's worth, Craig's absolutely spot on. I think if we if we get a good positive result midweek next weekend we're absolutely flying going into that old firm game. You know what I mean? It'll be it'll be every ball, every ball will be right in there. Um I I do wonder if you look at that match on its own, almost in isolation, and you you know we, we all know about how um you can't predict how an old firm game goes, but we will have two, three, four players making the the their old firm debuts in there, so I just wonder how These guys will will deal with that. It's a huge game, probably some of the biggest that these players have played in their career.
1: Absolutely, I mean, um, Butland for 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 one example among amongst a few. Uh, I agree with Craig. Let's take care of Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, well, and then Sunday will take care of itself. We win on. We get through to Champions League on Wednesday, um, and then I think we we will do well on Sunday. But I I don't want to. Because I've I've done it in the past, you know, or I'm sure we all have. We've been super confident, and it's fallen flat. We've had examples even last year. I take heart from the fact. Look what happened, as Craig said in the last old firm game at Ibrox, and the way we played that and we dealt with that. Um, that was outstanding that day, if I remember correctly. And um, so we turn up uh, on Sunday. We'll do well. We'll we'll bring a bit of momentum finally to the, to the league, hopefully around that, uh, uh, and uh, move forward from there, but for me, Wednesdays is equally as important, if not more important.
0: Absolutely, right. You know, I don't often do an on this day. It's usually Kyle's back, as you, as you know, but I'm going And um, On this day in 1988, 1988, and this makes me feel really old, so it must do the same for you guys, particularly you, Um Rangers beat Celtic 5-1 at at ibrox and it was the the famous goal where ray wilkins scored that volley from about 805 yards um Drinkle scores mccoy scores mark walters scores um just an an incredible afternoon of football all after going a goal down um so if we were to get anything akin to that um next weekend i would be absolutely delighted um any win will do but i think you're both absolutely spot on first things first and it has to be dealing with psv midweek and i really really hope we do that and i hope the guys who are, are lured up to govern by champions league football take their opportunity on wednesday night. it's a huge night for them um and it's a huge night for our football club and i really hope they take the opportunity and um, cake i've enjoyed having you on buddy thanks for coming on always good to see you no oh, it's always a pleasure mate anytime thanks again and saf good to have you on as well mate thanks for joining us
1: uh, pleasure as well. It's always good to get stress relief. Obviously, <laughs> this week has been a positive one. You know, we have some, some negative ones to to talk through, but it is it's positive for once.
0: Yeah, it's good It's good to have you both on. Listen, this week's a busy week. Um, across this side, Rocks Towers, of course, tomorrow night, nine o'clock. Um, Craig returns for the breakdown. He's joined by John Walker and Kieran Wallace. Tomorrow night from nine o'clock, we will do... No warm-up on Wednesday, for obvious reasons. However, Kyle, I hope, will be able to return on Thursday night to give you his rundown of the PSV match and hopefully um, look ahead to uh, a Champions League draw. We look forward to it. There's lots going on just now. If you are following us on on YouTube, um, please tell your pals. Put your notifications on, like and subscribe to everything we do. Don't forget, we're available across your social media channels on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're on threads, if it's still a thing, I don't know. And we're also on TikTok. If you want to check us out, please do. All the good stuff that we do is available there and indeed across on our new website, all The The Women's Pod is just around the corner. Myself, Claire Gemmel and Lauren McKenzie will be back very, very soon um, to talk about an exciting first month for the women um, so far this year. Joe Potter is is going to pull up trees this year. There's no two ways about it And that woman's set-up and we look forward to discussing that in a little bit greater depth over the next week or so. Stay tuned for that. For now, join Craig tomorrow. Have a great week. Good luck, to Rangers, on Wednesday night. Bye for now. Podcast Network.